Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. pretty soon. Uh, we're at ending the near ending point of May, and uh, these, these months seem to be clicking by pretty quickly now. Uh, but uh, we're back in the book of Titus tonight. Uh, before we get started with Titus chapter 2, as you can see uh, by the title, we're going to use the first verse as the title of, of tonight, and that's, But Speak Thou the Things Which Become Sound Doctrine, and we'll be speaking about that. So hello to everybody who's joining on both Facebook and also on YouTube. And, of course, later on when uh, this goes and gets uploaded to the podcast versions, um, hello to you that listen out there. I know there's a few of you, and I appreciate you. Uh, but uh, let's get something, uh, let's do some introduction stuff out of the way real quick. Um, so we have not only the Facebook page, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, but also YouTube, of course, Let This Mind Be In You, as you're uh, potentially watching on both of those now. And Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. If you look up that on just about any platform, uh, I haven't heard of one yet that we're not on, uh, but if there's one that's your favorite that you like to listen to, uh, podcast and uh, preaching and so forth and so on, uh, just let me know and I'll try to get on there as well if I'm not on there already. Um, with that being said, speaking about technology, so I have the... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing an old... Uh, uh, radio broadcasters, little thing there. Um, I'm here looking at the Beams newsletter. Beams newsletter. So, of course, we had Brother Butch Lockhart um, on uh, oh, about a month or so ago now. it's uh, It's been a minute. Uh, hello, Brother Jordan. Uh, but we've been on there, and my brother Aaron is also on, on Facebook. Hey, good to see you, Brother Aaron. Love you, brother. Uh, but uh, we had Brother Butch on, so let's look at the... Uh, what he had to say here. Uh, this is from the associate director there at Beams Bibles. And of course, look that up um, it, as before. You can go back and watch that podcast, that video, or listen to the podcast, and you can uh, see the one with uh, Brother Butch there of Beams Bibles. Um, so that's beamsbibles.com if you want to look at the their ministry there. Anyways, he says here, the world of technology has opened many doors for ministry and sharing of the need for Bibles around the world. Recently, I was invited to be interviewed on a live podcast by Brother Michael D'Angelo. I met Brother D'Angelo several, several, excuse me, several, several, I can't say several tonight, years ago at Faith Baptist Church. I enjoyed the opportunity to share my testimony, the history of Beams, and give an update of the Beams ministry to his subscribers on the Let This Mind Be In You podcast. So thank you, Brother Butch, for even including that in um, 
your newsletter there. Let's set this over here out of the way for right now. Uh, I appreciate that, Brother Butch, for the, uh, well, the thoughtfulness of even adding it. So, hey, Brother JT over there on YouTube. Good to see you, brother. It's good to see you. Man, it's been a minute. I know we just been both been super busy. Uh, I know you've been deal, doing, um, um, what is it, the winepress.com. Yeah, everybody can go check that out. Wine Press, I believe it is. And correct me, brother, if I, I miss, uh, if I didn't say that right. I think it's winepress.com, or it might be ORG. Yeah, he'll correct me here in a second um, if I'm wrong. So good to see you. All right, so we're back in uh, Titus. Uh, we're going to get started right away. Um, as you can tell with my voice, um, I don't know if it's just because I'm just tired or what, but... Um, I don't, I don't feel sick. Um, just, uh, just everything's just kind of run down on me. Um, it's been a very long, <laughs> it's been a very long couple months. And so, um, with that being said, no, it's not WordPress. Let me see here. He'll answer here in a minute. It's not WordPress. That's a, that's a website. Uh, it's WinePress. I think it's WinePress. Um, Talking about the wine press of God's judgment, I believe. Brother JT will get on here in a second and correct me if he's still listening. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, he'll, he'll correct me here in a minute, and we'll get back to it. But we're back in Titus chapter 2, and like I said, um, maybe be a little bit short tonight uh, just to, um, you know, because I'm just pretty tired, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. But uh, I, I felt like there would be the right thing to do to come on here uh, like I said, I don't feel sick. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. And uh, I just think it's just, you know, feeling kind of worn down a little bit. But it's um, just immediately when the music started playing, uh, Be Thou My Vision, I started taking my mind off myself and thinking about, mm, what, a, what, a, what do I have to complain about? Um, God is good. Life is good um, with him in it. Okay, I guess I have the... I guess it's correct. It's winepress.com, Brother JT. There's a little bit of a, th there's like a 30-second delay from when I say something and when somebody can respond, but I believe it's winepress.com or it could be ORG. Yeah, please let me know, brother, if I'm, if I'm mistaken. All right, uh, let's get into Titus chapter 2. <sighs> Man. We're also kind of, trying to eat a lot healthier. Uh, we're trying to, we're getting up there, at least I am. My wife is, stays the same age miraculously, uh, but I'm getting up there in age, and so I think it's time to, it's always time to take good care of us. So we're trying to eat a little bit cleaner. So, you know, your body kind of gets uh, some of those sugars and things, you know, like uh, I just had tonight some raisin, raisin bread, raisin cinnamon bread, and um, it made me feel immediately better. It's just amazing how a little bit of carbohydrates um, will pep you up a little bit. But uh, but uh, let's get started. Titus chapter 2. I, as we studied last time in Titus 1, all the things that we should be about uh, as the body of Christ. It's a, Like I said, it's a, it's a very good companion study to go along with our First and Second Timothy. Now in Titus, it's, it's showing that Paul was telling this not just to one individual, Timothy. He was telling this to Titus, and there could have been other men. The same 
teach thou that, that, that others may, may be able to teach others also. Um, uh, commit thou to faithful men that they may be able to teach others also. And this is for the body of Christ. So many times I've heard, um, you know, that these, these two epistles or three epistles, really, First and Second Timothy and Titus, are for uh, pastors or elders. And while there's qualifications, uh, there's standards that they, they must abide by that Paul lays out in each one of these, um, it is truly for everybody within the body of Christ. So don't neglect it just because uh, you've been told uh, potentially that these are just for... Um, Oh, I'm sorry, I was reading something here. Well, just give me a thumbs up, Brother JT, if um, it's if I have the right website. I don't get I don't want to send the wrong one, send somebody to something that's um not the right one. But anyways, um so but the point is is that this is for everybody within the body of Christ here. And as we saw in chapter one, these things that he was telling Titus, much of the same things that he told Timothy. It starts out, remember this is a letter, so the chapter breaks and everything were put in much, much later. But the chapter starts out with, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. And I looked up sound, because obviously it's not uh, the quality of audio, you know, the sound of my voice. It's, uh, I looked it up in the Webster's 1828 dictionary, and I thought this was really good. Sound, entire, unbroken not shaky, split, or defective as sound timber. So sound timber, we know, okay, that piece of wood over there is some sound timber. Just like this sound doctrine here, it's unbroken, not shaky, split, or defective. Undecayed, here's the next definition, whole, perfect, or not defective as sound fruit. Hmm, that's interesting. Unbroken is the next one, not bruised or defective, not lacerated or decayed. Boy, isn't the word of God this sound doctrine? Not carious, not decaying. Next one, not broken or decayed. Whole, entire, unhurt, unmutilated. As a sound body. Hmm. Healthy, not diseased. And it keeps going on and on. Uh, Another one, founded in truth, firm, strong, valid, solid, that cannot be overthrown or refuted. So as we looked at before, you know, these vain... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, here's a little bit of a, uh, it's winepressnews.com, winepressnews.com. Okay, I got it. I got it now. So my apologies. But anyways, um, but the soundness of something. Um, as Paul admonishes Timothy, he admonishes Titus the same thing, to avoid these vain janglings, these these empty conversations about nothing that don't bring any edification to the body. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. What's the purpose? It keeps going. That the aged men, you know, these are, um, now it's talking about in age, obviously, the elder men, um, using that other context of the word elder. Aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. I thought this was a very good um, next portion here as well when it says that they, excuse me, the aged women likewise 
that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. All one thing there, this sound doctrine for every member within the body of Christ, and then it shows the example of the aged men, the aged women are able to teach as well by their conversation, by their how they live their life, not just by what they say, but how they live their life, their conversation, their walk in Jesus Christ. And that example is there for the ladies as well. And then here's the young men. Verse number six, likewise exhort to be sober. Young men, likewise exhort to, exhort to be sober-minded. Once again, that's not... Uh, intoxicated in the sense of what we use the term sober for nowadays, uh, but not intoxicated, but it just means a clear mind, sober, serious-minded on these things. It's a very serious thing, but sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, here's the word again, sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. See, these empty conversations, these vain janglings, the other things, the self-willed conversations that we want to have, really give people the ammunition to come back at us and to say, well, look at this, you're just um, evil thing I'm going to say about you, whatever. Now, people may say those things, but they have no room to stand on if you're only giving the word. Preach the word, the sound doctrine. So let that be an admonishment to all of us, including me, um, for sure me, uh, to be about sound doctrine. Does the word say it? I want to be about it. If it's some sort of um, thing that it's a preference of somebody or, you know, I'm not going to have this major contention and I also noticed some things in here, too. Um, I was talking to a group of brothers the other night about this. Where does it say it at now? Where does it talk about unto good works? Okay, here we go. In all things, verse number seven, showing thyself a pattern of good works. You know, this brought me back to um, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to turn over there just real quick uh, just to remind myself and others about this this major portion of 2 Timothy 2 that I have just, I guess, glossed over so many times. But it says here, but in a grace house, but in a great house, I can't speak tonight, verse number 20 of chapter 2 of for 2 Timothy, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Remember, they're all in the house. They're all saved. However, Verse number 21, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and now look at this, and prepared unto every good work. If you're recognizing who you are in Christ Jesus, that it's not of yourself, um, you're living that life that didn't stop at salvation. Now you, you are recognizing you're growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're Doing these good works, 
because you're recognizing who you are. You're able to be utilized because you're meat for the master's use. And I thought it was another interesting thing. If you turn over to Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 is a very famous passage of Scripture where it talks about in verse number 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But this is the next verse that a lot of times it gets left out. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. You're in his body, he is in your body. It's an amazing thing. But you're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, we too many times as Christians, and myself being guilty, of course, of this as well, is that too many times we put the cart before the horse, so to speak. We're wanting to do the things, the good works, you know, so to speak, but we're forgetting about who we are and who actually worketh in us, the workmanship, what we've been created in, Christ Jesus, recognizing who we are. If we just recognize who we are and live in the grace and grow in that and the knowledge of him and the sound doctrine, these things that Paul has just admonished churches after church after church and us even today because of the inspired, infallible, inerrant, preserved word of God for us in the English language, the King James Bible, saying to us, look, don't put the cart before the horse. Get that, that horse out there. Know who you are, and these good works will follow, will follow after. If you try to put these works and do within your own power, in your own strength, in your own might and everything, that's the wood, hay, stubble. That's the vanity. That's the emptiness. That's the things that will just burn up one day that you'll have to answer for. But if we get this knowledge, if we understand who we are in Christ Jesus, we've been created in him. And it's the hope of glory that we're going to look at here in a minute. It's just a, it's something that just really has been gnawing at me and gnawing at me and gnawing at me that we cannot get away from reminding ourselves every single day that we need to die to self, not being self-willed, follow after him. We are to be in understanding and growing in that knowledge of this thing that's been given to us. And what is this thing? It's the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, to be led by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. And by the way, the Bible also says, Paul says, to be filled with the Spirit. You have all the Holy Spirit you'll ever, ever, ever get as a saved, born-again individual. However, are you a vessel that's able to be filled, to be filled with the Holy Spirit? He's not going to fill you with the Holy Spirit in a vessel of earth and wood, as 2 Timothy 2 says. That's not meat for the master's use. See how we live in the flesh, even if we're trying to strive after good works. We're not recognizing who brings about that, who we are now. We are his body. We are his workmanship created in him unto good works. And so many times we get so busy with wanting to do the good works, we forget about who we are. And therefore, there's a lot of people that just, they do for a while and then they burn out. And then maybe they'll get excited again, they'll burn, do for a while and they'll get burned out. It's just not a way to live. And once again, I'm talking to myself. But the, the pattern in verse number seven back in Titus chapter two, that is shown of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, 
sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned. Because it's not your speech, it's not your words. That's why when Paul talks about in Colossians chapter 4, where he says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. That's the important part. Verse number 9, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Once again, um, this is not some sort of slave master and slave relationship. This is a servant to a, um, a master where he has joined himself to this house. And so we can equate that really to work that we find today. Be careful who you make yourself a servant to, though, as, uh, as many people have talked about before. Be careful about that. Understand that, but if you're working with somebody and you're working for somebody, you're to be bar, by far showing these things, the um, showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Recognize who you are even at work. I am part of the body of Christ. I am, and he is in me, God the Father of all who is in us all. For the grace, verse number 11, of God, that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. I wonder who appeared. Well, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. As he told Timothy, he clearly showed himself. And that grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, there it is again, righteously and godly in this present world. If you, you couldn't do anything good enough to save yourself, it is by grace, correct? For by grace are you saved through faith. You couldn't do anything to save yourself. It's not of works. Therefore, how do you think now that you are in Christ Jesus, and he is in you, uh, you have the Holy Spirit, you have all these tools and equipment, his holy word that's been preserved for you. You have all these things. How do you think, if you try to do that by the flesh, you think you're going to be able to do anything for God? No. But you can live godly in this present world, but not in your flesh. Paul talks about this all the time, and especially in Romans 7 uh, and other places where it talks about how he's just, you know, it's not I that sinneth, but my flesh. We still have to struggle with this flesh. Therefore, Brother Mike, how do I then live godly then? Die to self. Well, I feel like I'm doing that. Are you? Then you should be living godly. <laughs> if you were removing yourself and dying to self, these things will come to be. I mean, you'll you'll be living godly in this present world. But ask ourselves, are we really living godly? There's a lot of times when the worldly lusts start creeping uh, creeping back up on us, don't it? You know, and while it's it's what I want, 
And there's a self-willedness, uh, you know, that self-will. That's Therefore, even people that are self-willed, as we saw in first, uh, the first chapter of Titus, uh, and my brother Aaron here talked about that, that self-willed things, that, that creeps up in so many aspects of our life. But why, what should we be doing? Or should we be concentrating on the things of this world? Or should we be concentrating on verse number 13? Looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, another verse that very explicitly says that Jesus Christ is God. All these verses that says who appears, Jesus appears. The catching away, this blessed hope that we are looking forward to, to wit this, you know, to understand that we, we want to take off this mortal shell that is just rotten and corrupt still, that hasn't been redeemed yet. But then if we die to that self and reckon ourselves dead, then we understand, oh, I'm a new creature now in Christ Jesus. I'm not to live after these worldly lusts and, and these different things. But we see here Jesus Christ is the great God. Singular. Who gave himself for us, died on the cross for us, amen, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. I had another dear lady talk to me and said, you know, will I ever have to answer for my sins again? I've always been taught that I'll have to one day just, you know, all my goods, you know, my good, you know, will be the gold and silver and all my sins will be this, you know, and it'll just be burnt up. And I said, you know, I understand that that's been taught for so many years. But in Christ Jesus, when you stand before him, you won't answer for your sins. If you have to answer for your sins, you'll spend all of eternity answering for them. But you stand there just as if you've never sinned because he has forgotten your sins. He has chosen to forget your sins because he has chosen, he's chosen to forget your forget your sins. He's forgiven your sins because of him having redeemed us by his own blood, sanctified, washed us. We'll never have to answer for our sins ever again. Can we be affected by him in this present world? Of course, because you still have your mind that doesn't forget what you just did. But Jesus said that he's not going, he's not going to remember. As far as the east is from the west, it's been paid for, done. When he said it is finished and he gave up the ghost, it's finished. And not only did he save you from sins, he's re. He's given you the blessed hope, which is the resurrection, the new um, glorified body that we'll have at the catching up. And that's what it's talking about here. So not only did he was he victorious over sin, but it also says sin and death, nailing it to his cross. But he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that is the first fruits. We are the second fruits. If we are his body, he's not going to leave us. He's going to catch us up. And he's also not going to beat us for seven years in some sort of wrath or half of seven years or one second of Daniel's 70th week. All these things are wrapped into it. 
But it says here, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. All means all. We've talked about that before. And purify unto himself a peculiar people, a new creature, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Did Titus have his own authority? Did he somehow get some authority from Paul? Well, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. The authority comes from his word, which is magnified even above his name. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. So I know it's a short chapter, and uh, we took not very much time to go through that, but it's what a reminder of the vanity of these of this world and the things that we really are about all the time to stop and to, and to consider and to reckon ourselves dead. We were once dead in trespasses and sins, but now we are dead to that old man. I heard a brother recently say it in a video that I was watching that, you know, there's two lines. There's the line of Adam, you know, because by one man sin entered into the world, but because of the man Christ Jesus, the mediator, God manifest in flesh, there's another line. There's another lineage. There's another family, so to speak, that is sinless. Brother Mike, are you starting to preach sinless perfection in this world? Obviously not. We've talked about that numerous times on here. Not in this present world. We can live godly in this present world. If you die to self, you can. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, you can't do that on your own. You have to die to self and let the Spirit lead. Walk in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. So anyways, I hope that helped you. Um, it, it's been helping me a lot recently. And just trying to be an encouragement to people to just understand that this, this present world will beat you down if you let it, but reckon yourself dead. You can't offend a dead man. And you can't wear out a dead man. So while this flesh may be weak, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, in that knowledge to reckon, remember that you are in him and he is in you. You are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I've been talking about in Romans and uh, that one portion of, I think it's Ephesians, and then speaking about um, Genesis, flesh of his flesh, bone of his bones. In Ephesians, we are the flesh of his flesh, bone of bones. We are one in Christ Jesus. It's just an amazing thing. All right, let's, uh, let me get myself switched over here. And we're going to take a, just a few minutes to see just some comments. And like I said, um, don't be offended, folks, if we go ahead and uh, wrap it up a little bit early tonight. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, so no comments on Facebook, and let's see what uh, the brothers and sisters may be saying. Once again, I apologize, Brother JT. It's winepressnews.com. All one word, winepress, 
news.com. And that's uh, that's Brother JT, and that's his website. Um, just check it out if you like. Um, yeah. And Brother Druna on here. Good to see you, brother, as well. All right. So once again, and I see the JBS 78, and I'm going to assume I know you from somewhere, and I just don't know what you, I just can't remember JBS, those initials I'm assuming for your name. But uh, I guess I'll figure it out if you don't want to tell me. <laughs> but it's good to have you here as well. And I don't see any other comments. I don't see any other things on here tonight. So like I said, this is going to be a short one. Uh, it's a very short passage of Scripture. Um, but I, it, it, there's a lot in there. And Jeff. It's Jeff in Tennessee. Write me, uh, write me an email, uh, Jeff in Tennessee, at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And uh, remind me who you are, Jeff in Tennessee, because I feel like I should know you. Maybe from my military service or something like that. It's just something sounds familiar. But uh, but just uh, write me an email. Uh, so I don't want you to put your entire name on here if you don't want to. So write me an email at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. All right. Well, folks, we're going to wrap it up there. And um, I'll just go ahead and keep it on this camera tonight. And uh, just to tell you, just to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. Uh, just remember who we are. I know, I know I talk about that a lot, but the Bible does as well. It talks about it every single time. We are no longer the old man. The old man has been put off. It's been crucified with Christ. It's been buried, and one day will rise again. We, we, I'm personally, obviously, wanting the blessed hope, you know, the catching up. Um, I don't want to see death. And the way things are going, I know people say that in just about every generation, but brethren, I don't know how much longer the Lord's going to tarry. So just uh, be reminded of that. And uh, like I said, I, put, I just put out my email. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there tonight, okay? All right, well, hey, look, I love you in the Lord. Uh, thank you again for joining me. I always appreciate the fact that there's people that, even spend one or two minutes on here. Uh, I appreciate those that take the time and listen to the entire study. Uh, that's always encouraging, and it's always good to see everybody on here. Jordan, Brother Jordan, uh, Brother Michael, and uh, Brother JT, seeing you on here tonight was uh, did my heart good. It's good to hear from you uh, a little bit there, brother. And um, everybody that's been watching on Facebook, if you have, and if not, it doesn't matter. I still love you anyways. If you watch this later on, make sure you share, uh, subscribe, like, all those different things because the analytics or the algorithms of YouTube and Facebook are definitely not going to be promoting me. <laughs> so I rely on you to um, get out the word about this 
talked about this program and about this ministry and other things that I do uh, here and around. And don't forget about Beams Bibles. Uh, once again, Beams Bibles, and I'll hold up the, the newsletter here. Let's see, Beams Bibles. Let me make sure I get this in frame here. There we go. But um, don't forget about that, getting King James Bibles and the equivalent if into a bunch of different languages around the world at no cost to um, uh, house home pastors, house pastors, and, and uh, mission works and different things around the world. Um, and you can always go check that out at beamsbibles.com if you want to donate. If not, so be it. But uh, it's always available to go check it out, all right? Well, I love you in the Lord. Um, once again, I apologize for the short video today, but um, I, f I felt that it was good. Be encouraged. Remember who you are. Love you in the Lord. God bless you, and good night for now.